from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, I hope you are well. I hope uh, those you love are doing well. If I sound a little different to you right now, I'm not using my traditional microphone. Uh, and and scarily, uh, the this new fancy MacBook that I have, the microphone there, might work just as well. I'm even st- a little further away because I'm not in the same location. I'm in a secondary location. And as John Mulaney told us, Dangerous things always happen in secondary locations. Uh, I have moved maybe five feet from the desk that I traditionally record. Uh, We have a a spare bed in here that we have cleaned up, and it's made very nice. Uh, And this is now my draft board. I'm not doing a wall, but it's draft time, ladies and jelly spoons. And not the DDT draft, or the POB draft, as this year's was. Uh, The WWE will have its annual draft, um, not this week, but next week, I believe, it starts. August 30th and September 3rd or so, right around the time that uh, I return to work, unfortunately. Uh, And so, as is the usual when a draft comes up, uh, I start to try to read the tea leaves and go, okay... What is going to happen? Who should be moving? Where should they be moving? How should things be moving? And so this morning I wrote out about 130 or so index cards uh, with names of talents from Wikipedia's list of the WWE roster. Um, I did not include NXT UK with certain exceptions. I think in that instance... Uh, if somebody's going to be moving from NXT UK to the main, one of the main rosters, if we can call NXT a main roster anymore, we know about it. Uh, Kaylee Ray showed up. Um, you know, Walter, I think, is going to stick around uh, following his brutal match with Ilya Dragunov at TakeOver. Um, so I did not include them. This is just the list from Raw and SmackDown uh, and NXT. And there was still a lot of cards. So what I am doing, I am sitting uh, up against the longest part of the bed. So if you imagine a full-sized bed spread out like a table, I am sitting against the longer end. And I have some index cards already placed. I've got Raw on the left, SmackDown in the middle, NXT on the right. And I don't think the champions are going anywhere. I think, you know, in some drafts we've seen the Intercontinental Champion and the U.S. Champion change shows. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the tag champions are moving. I don't think anything. So those are are locked. So up at the top here, we've got Lashley, Charlotte, RK-Bro. I did write them out on separate cards because it is possible that you could see them get drafted. That is, the draft is a very nice way um, to end a story that does not appear to have a natural ending is you split up, you know, Riddle gets drafted, and all of a sudden, well, RK-Bro can't be a thing anymore. Um, I don't think that's happening in this instance, so I kept Riddle and Randy Orton next to each other. And then we have our new U.S. champion, Damian Priest, one of, to me, the matches of the weekend. 
SmackDown, we've got Roman, we've got Becky, we've got the Usos, and we've got King Nakamura with Boogs. I don't think Fox wants to get rid of that entrance. And then we have Samoa Joe, MSK, I had to look up who the NXT Tag Team Champions are, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, and uh, I put Kushida on there. You know, it is possible that Kushida and the Cruiserweight title gets drafted. I could envision a world in which, especially if um, the, the rumors are true that NXT is really going to be developmental, you get Kushida off that show with that Cruiserweight title because it's not necessary um, with what they're doing. Now, I could also see them getting rid of the Cruiserweight title entirely, um, but you could do that and you could put it on a different show um, with, you know, you put the 24-7 title on one show, you put the Cruiserweight title on the other show. Uh, I almost want to take him off because that would potentially solve some of the issues that you have. Um, but, you know, the thing we're going to run into here, even with three hours of Raw and even with two hours of SmackDown and even with two hours of NXT, there are so many cards that I had to fill out um, that it's, it's difficult to imagine how this is going to work. Now, they released a bunch of people, and I'm not arguing that they should release more. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants these releases to happen. However, there's a group of talent here that I have no idea what they're for. Um, unless you're going to, you know, have a, a quote-unquote brand that is for a main event. Um, so, Kushida currently is there, although uh, I might move him now that I'm thinking about it. And then I've got Isaiah Swerve Scott, the North American champion there, and I have included under him um, all of the rest of Hit Row. So that stable is staying there. And then a couple of things have also I've locked into place. Uh, Walter and Imperium are staying in NXT. Pretty sure that's a given. Uh, and then Santos Escobar and Legado de Fantasma I'm keeping on NXT because the story between them and Hit Row isn't over yet. And it would appear to me like that would be a natural fit for war games. And if we're talking about NXT being a developmental territory... Um, to build stars, you put those guys into war games, and inevitably, you know, I think Santos Escobar and Legado de Fantasma lose at war games, and then they are called up in, in the winter. You know, maybe Santos shows up at the Royal Rumble, and he's on the roster. Um, I'm going to start actually with NXT. You know, there are a lot of names. I have no idea who these people are, and I don't want this show to be a show in which I am just reading names to you. I do that plenty in my other shows. Uh, but, you know, I'm looking at cards. These are the, the women of NXT. You know, your Casey Catanzaro's, your Jesse Kamea's, and then again, your, a lot of these talents that I haven't heard of or know that much about a lot of these clearly are staying, and I'm not going to take a huge amount of time um, to go through. So there, there is a, there is a solid women's division um, there. Where is Kaylee Ray's card? Did I not make one for her? I thought I did. These are all. I also have here um, your your talents from the breakout tournament. 
Trey Baxter, Carmelo Hayes, Duke Hudson, Joe Gacy, Josh Briggs, Odyssey Jones, Eichemann Hero, even though he's technically on the 205 roster. 205 is clearly going to be um, NXT's B-Show, which I actually think is a great idea. Uh, so I'm going to put them up there as well. What did I do with Kaylee Ray? Huh. I, I hope I made a card for her. Uh, if I Oh, there she is. All right. So Kaylee Ray also clearly is on the NXT roster because she's going to be, looks like, the next person to feud with um, Raquel Gonzalez. And I think that's great. Uh, Dakota Kai... Uh, I think is one of the talents that gets called up. So let me let me backtrack. I'm getting I'm getting messed up here. Uh, I have in this pile. These are the men's talents. So you can hear it. These are the men's talents from WWE that I think will be drafted or stay on their rosters. Uh, I have a pile of talents who would benefit from either be from, I won't say being released. I'm not going to say being released. Uh, talents who could potentially be drafted down. Now, again, we know that NXT is becoming developmental, or at least we think we know that. Um, so it would be seen as a demotion for some of these people. Uh, but that's happened before, and Tyson Kidd benefited from it. Uh, here are the women's names. Um, here are some NXT names that are kind of in limbo. Um, and then some call-ups. And then these are also, this is that, these names. Jeff Hardy, I think, should get released. Jeff Hardy... Go to TNA, or not TNA, go to AEW, form the Hardy Boys, do something, you know, be the Hardy Boys one last time, be part of their tag team division, feud with the Young Bucks on major television, feud with whomever the other tag teams are. Uh, Jeff Hardy, I'm actually going to take his card and move it off the table because I do think it would be better for everyone if he were uh, released. Just let him go do the fun stuff that he should be doing. All right. Um, so yeah, so the pile of the breakout tournament names, they're clearly all NXT bound. Uh, the women, you know, there's a, there's a big stack of, of women's roster. The issue becomes there's not a lot of huge names here. Like we're talking your Indy Hartwells and your Frankie Monet's, which are talented individuals, don't get me wrong. But I think if, if NXT is actually going to be developmental. If that is true, there needs to be a serious shift in talent. You can't spend all of your time talking about your hit rows and your legatos and all of that uh, because those talents are more developed and they have to be more recent call-ups. I think in the next nine months, let's say, uh, a lot of the names who are currently on the, the NXT list uh, could get called up. Your Hit Rows, your Legatos, even a team like MSK, Kushida, all of that. Raquel will get called up eventually. So, uh, what do you do with Pete Dunne? Um, now I'm just pulling a thing at random. So I've got here Pete Dunne, Austin Theory, LA Knight, Tommaso Ciampa, Dakota Kai, Ember Moon, Io Shirai. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven talents. All have no need for developmental, clearly. Um, some of them, I think, get called up. Some of them don't. You know, Champa said that he would rather retire than get called up. 
I don't know if he still feels that way. Maybe he should retire. Maybe he should become a producer. Maybe he could be a producer, you know, he could almost fill the role that Samoa Joe filled and be the enforcer slash authority figure for a 205 Live or what have you. Um, I think of these names, I think Austin Theory gets called up for sure. Dakota Kai gets called up. L.A. Knight gets called up. Io Shirai should get called up. In fact, she should have been called up a year or so ago. And she is also a tag champion right now, I think, with Zoe Stark. I didn't even put the women's tag titles up on the list. My apologies there. So I'll put Io Shirai uh, on NXT for now. Um, you know, Pete Dunne, you could watch him versus Samoa Joe. He's ready to be called up. I don't think he will. I'll put him in NXT for now. Champa, I'll put in NXT for now. Uh, and I guess I'll put Ember Moon in there as well. But that's already one, two, three, four. Goodness, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 18. There's 19 names on my NXT list. Not counting the pile of breakout tournament and the women's division, which had eight to ten cards in it on its own. How big of a division can you need? Uh, Jeremy, our friend Jeremy, one of the hosts of the Piece of Business podcast, has said you can do, a, you know, you could do a, a promotion with 16, 12 to 16 people if you do it right. Um, I think they clearly will go bigger, but we're at the point now where, you know, what is what is going to happen? If they're going to be developmental, are we going to start, are they going to start touring? Are they going to do the tours of Florida? Where do they get the experience needed? I think 205 Live becomes, as I've called it before, NXT Evolve. Um, and that's where your, you know, Odyssey Jones will be on there for a while. Carmelo Hayes will be there for a while. And they'll slowly get incorporated into these storylines, taking the place of your legatos when they get called up and such. All right. I don't have a great plan right now for where Theory and... Dakota goes. I also think it, I would be remiss if I didn't mention where's his card. Um, hang on a minute. I'm Minutin Bitta. Where's Johnny Gargano? Candice LeRae, I'm going to take off the board because she's pregnant. Congratulations to them. Um, Thatcher, I'm putting in uh, NXT. Uh, Ridge Holland, who uh, scored an impressive win on the pre-show and then called out Thatcher. I'll pair him with uh, Pete Dunne. I'll throw Oni Lorcan in there because they're kind of a little stable. Um, you could wind up having... They, they've got some decent... You've got Hit Row. You've got Legato. You've got Imperium if Walter sticks around. Uh, I don't think Pete Dunne's group has a name. You know, technically you have Diamond Mine except Diamond Mine now is really just Roderick Strong. Um, you know, they have some, some fun things that they could do. I suppose if Indy Hartwell is going to be part of NXT, Dexter Luma should be there because that story is not done yet. Uh, I'm going to throw the Grizzled Young Veterans. They could go to Raw or SmackDown very easily, but I think they still have, they should be tag champions at some point, so I'll keep them there. You know, Gargano, that's the question. You know, certainly he's talented. You could move 
him in theory up to the main roster. That NXT is just so big. It's so big. And then you've got, again, your Kyle O'Reilly's and your Roderick Strong's. Kyle beat Adam Cole. I don't think Adam Cole is is will compete in NXT again. Maybe like one final match putting over some new talent, but I think he's done. Whether he goes to AEW or Raw or SmackDown, I'm going to assume he's going to SmackDown. And I have reasons for that. But uh, do I have a card for Adam Cole? I better. Uh, Zia Lee. Again, I'm just going with Zia Lee. Yep, NXT. Mandy Rose, apparently NXT. You know, they're at 30 to 40 people. And they've only got three hours. Uh, Boa should be there with Zia Lee. Robert Stone, a.k.a. Robbie E., I guess he's part of that still. Uh, there's a name, Sarav. I think he was with Jinder, or he was part of that group, Indus Share, and then his partner went to the main roster and he didn't. I don't know what's up with that. I'll throw him in the mix. Drake Maverick. Danny Burch is injured. I'll pull him off the table. Oh, Cameron Grimes. I didn't put the Million Dollar Champion on there. So we'll throw him in there. Drake Maverick. My word. You know, so Kyle O'Reilly won. Um, and, you know, did Adam Cole get taken off of the Wikipedia page because technically his contract is up? Is that what happened? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly won. He could get called up, but again, I don't think he will. I think you see him with Samoa Joe at one point because that's a fun match. So O'Reilly sticks around. Roderick Strong has the thing with Kushida, so he sticks around. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. NXT is going to have 30 or 40 people, and you can't do that on a two-hour show. So maybe some of these talents get released. Maybe. Do you need Drake Maverick anymore? Probably not. Do you need Robert Stone anymore? Probably not. Um, the talent is great, but do you need Ember Moon anymore? I don't know. Are you going to keep these people around to keep them from going to AEW or Impact or other promotions? At some point, that's kind of what you're doing, is you're just, you're just keeping them around. Because I have these other names. I have Dana Brooke should go. You know, Akira Tozawa, what do you do? Angel Garza would be great in um, the Cruiserweight. Have him go down and challenge Kushida for the Cruiserweight title. Cedric Alexander, what do you do with him? Um, Drew Gulak, Umberto Carrillo. You know, I had all these names. Jackson Riker should go down to NXT and have a singles run. Um, actually, he should be released for being dumb, but still. You know, your Mansoor and Mustafa Ali's, do they need to be on the main roster? Probably not. Uh, Riddick Moss is still on the roster for some reason. He must, you know, somebody must owe him money. Your Zigglers and Robert Roods, you could have some veteran presence. Uh, there's no room. There's no room, so they'll have to stick around. Uh your Shane Thorns could go. So, you know, so this is a stack of talents that I, this is, I guess, your main event roster. Because, you know, I love Angel Garza. The talent is great. The character is great. But, you know, maybe he challenges King Nakamura for the IC title. I don't think he wins. You know, you could challenge Damian Priest for the U.S. title. I don't think he wins. What do you do? You know, if you pulled, and this is a solution, if you pulled Kushida off NXT, if you moved him to a main roster, you could build a cruiserweight division. With what amount of time is a different thing. But Shane Thorne, cruiserweight. 
I had Mason T-Bar. They could fit in a tag division. Mansoor, cruiserweight. Mustafa Ali, cruiserweight. Reginald, technically, cruiserweight. Riddick Moss, I'm taking him off the board because we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Jackson Riker, not. Akira Tozawa, cruiserweight. Dana Brooke, we'll put her in the women's list. Although, no, I think Dana Brooke should go with Mandy Rose down to NXT. Umberto Carrillo, cruiserweight. Drew Gulak, cruiserweight. Cedric Alexander, cruiserweight. Angel Garza, cruiserweight. There is a fantastic cruiserweight division. You know, again, 205 Live, they're doing something different with it. That's great. Make main event the home of your cruiserweights. You know, make a show. You have Peacock. You have time. Make a show, for goodness sake. You have all this great talent. The, you know, Roderick Strong, like I said, could be part of that. Drake Maverick could be part of that. Anyways, that's I'm, I'm fantasy booking, which I, which I was really trying not to do. I was actually trying to be somewhat accurate with this. but So there's your cruiserweights. I'm actually going to put them with Kushida, and I'm putting them in limbo. Roderick Strong's going there. I, I think most of those names I just said, uh, I, I hate to say it, are probably going to get released. You know, Gargano, again would be a great cruiserweight. You put him, you know, you devote some of Raw or some of SmackDown to a cruiserweight division, Kushida versus Johnny Gargano, Roderick Strong versus Johnny Gargano. That's great, except to certain people, if we believe the rumors, that's the Super Indies. So, I'll put Gargano with there as well. All right. I didn't make a card for Harry Smith, I'm realizing now. Again, if, if the way were to exist, if you're going to build these stables, and that's going to be a big thing with Hit Row and Legato and Pete Dunn's group, um, you know, maybe Timmy and Tommy, uh, Thatcher and Champa, you know, adopt somebody else so they've got a stable there. You know, Gargano fits if you throw Harry Smith in with the way. All right. So we'll move them out of the way. I've got these people here. My goodness. So much. So much talent. Uh, let's get to some big names. Um, AJ Styles could go either way. Drew McIntyre, I think, gets uh, switched. He's done his thing on Raw. He's, he's fought everybody. He's fought Lashley. He's fought Sheamus. Uh, yeah, you could do a program with Karrion Cross, I suppose, but you don't need to. So I think Drew McIntyre goes to... Um, SmackDown, you've got your Viking Raiders. Again, oh, Grand Metallic, Cruiserweight, put him in there. Uh, Jinder, I think, sticks around. Jinder Mahal would make sense feuding with, he could feud with Damian Priest. He could feud with King Nakamura. Um, you know, I would love to see him contend for a world title, but you got two heel champions there, so that's probably not going to work. So I'll keep Jinder on Raw, keep him away from Drew McIntyre. You've got John Morris and Lince Dorado, cruiserweight. Uh, I don't think they're going to split up Kofi and Xavier. I'd move Keith Lee. As much fun, you know, Keith Lee, they're trying new things with him. He's getting back into wrestling shape. Uh, I heard they're trying character things with him, which I think is a great idea. Move him to SmackDown. Now you've got him on the same show with Roman Reigns. That would be a fun story. If you turn him heel, Keith Lee versus Nakamura would be a great match. He could, he could interact with Brock Lesnar again if you wanted to. MVP, 
he goes with Lashley. Um, you know, AJ and Omos. Is almost good enough to be on his own now? Probably not, but he is so much better than I thought he was. Um, maybe you keep them as a tag. Who are the tag? Oh, the Usos. You know, I think we get probably tonight on Raw, we get a rematch RK Bro versus AJ and Omos. That's easy WWE booking. You do a pay per view title rematch. I don't think AJ, you know, AJ could contend. AJ Styles could go to SmackDown, become a babyface, and be somebody who fights Roman Reigns. I know Brock Lesnar's there now, but that could happen. Ricochet, by the way, cruiserweight, putting him in there. Um, R-Truth, I'm taking off the board. It kind of feels like he's not a wrestler anymore, so I'm taking him off the board. Shanky and Veer, they go with Jinder. I have Karrion and Scarlett. If I didn't mention Scarlett, obviously they need to go together. Um, I didn't watch the end. You know, I watched, uh, full disclosure, I fell asleep during, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I fell asleep during part of Walter and Ilya Dragunov. I watched the rest of that match this morning. God, it was good. I, I have not watched the two out of three falls match. I have not watched... Um, the full uh, Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. Everyone's talking on Twitter like they did Karrion Cross dirty. I don't know what that means. Uh, Sheamus, again, you could move Sheamus, but, you know, right now I have some big, strong hosses, you know, Roman, Brock, Drew, Keith Lee. I suppose Sheamus should stay. Sheamus will keep on Raw. Shelton Benjamin... I, I like Shelton Benjamin a lot. I can't imagine he has a job at Survivor Series. Like, I don't know what he's doing for the company unless you're going to move him to SmackDown, maybe pair him with babyface Brock Lesnar. You get that kind of Minnesota stretching crew thing, but that's me reaching, reaching, reaching. So uh, I'm taking Titus O'Neil off the board. I'll keep Shelton on the board because technically he's still around. Xavier and Kofi... I think stick around. I would love to reunite uh, the New Day, but that doesn't seem to be happening. I was convinced Big E was going to cash in. Um, clearly, that's not happening. Uh, your Street Profits will keep them on SmackDown for now. You know, Apollo Crews could go anywhere. Baron Corbin should go everywhere. He's amazing. Let's keep him on SmackDown. Uh, Big E stays on SmackDown. Oh my goodness. Running out of room. Even this table is too small. Uh, Cesaro. I would like to see Cesaro versus Lashley, actually. I think that would be an interesting main event match, even if Cesaro doesn't win. I'll say it. I'll call it. Cesaro's getting moved. You could potentially reunite the bar, um, which wouldn't be bad. We need tag teams in this company, and if you're not doing a whole lot with Sheamus and Cesaro, reunite The Bar. They're a great team. The Bar versus Rated RK-Bro. Not Rated RK-Bro. RK-Bro. Um, the Bar versus New Day. Alpha Academy, again, could go anywhere. Aziz and Apollo Crews. I'm assuming they're staying on SmackDown. The Mysterios. They've kind of done everything they they could do, so I'm moving them to Raw just to get some new tag team. They fought the Usos. They didn't win. Um, maybe they split up. 
I don't know. I didn't watch the end of that tag match from SummerSlam. Um, you know, you want four or five solid teams on each show. So if you have RK Bro and maybe Jinder's team, like Jinder's two bodyguards could become a team. You've got the bar potentially, you've got New Day, you've got the Mysterios. Finn Balor stays on SmackDown. Kevin Owens. Again, I think he's done all he could do. Move him to Raw. Owens and Lashley would be great. Owens and Cross would be good. Sami Zayn. Again, you could say similar things. Um, Sami Zayn versus Damian Priest would be good. I don't know that you can keep drafting Owens. I feel like Owens and Zayn always goes back and forth. I think the character works. We'll keep Zayn on SmackDown. Rollins stays on SmackDown. Um... You know, he hasn't done anything with Roman Reigns. Him and Nakamura would be good. Uh, looking at the board here. Big name. The problem with moving AJ at this point is you've got a lot of hosses. And I understand that AJ can work with a hoss. The appeal of moving AJ to SmackDown is you've got Finn Balor, you've got Sami Zayn, Keith Lee. There's a lot of great matchups you could do over there. The question is, is 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 that too talent heavy as opposed to, you know, if Ra is Jinder and Damian Priest and Sheamus and Kevin Owens, is Ra becoming too, like, almost a B-show, like, talent-wise a B-show? I'll keep AJ and almost there. And let's move The Miz and Morrison to SmackDown, that, you know, those characters could work on Friday nights. Um, I think Alpha Academy would be better on Raw, although really it doesn't matter. Viking Raiders, you know, all these tag teams, and they prior prioritize none of them. Uh, we'll keep Viking Raiders on Raw. A lot of this doesn't matter. T-Bar and Mace, let's move to SmackDown. Hopefully they take the masks off. Ziggler and Robert Roode. We'll just throw in the middle because it doesn't matter. Elias and Jackson Riker and Shelton Benjamin. It doesn't matter. All right. The talent does seem to be a bit skewed. I think you keep Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Now, granted. Now, granted. Um, you could write Seth Rollins off TV for a while if Becky Lynch is coming back. Maybe Seth Rollins stays home with his baby for a few months. You take Rollins off TV. It's possible that we don't see Seth Rollins for a while. Um, so, yeah. I, they have so much talent. And, you know, I like WWE. I enjoy it. I had a great time watching Survivor Series. I enjoyed what I watched from um, uh, NXT. Speaking of which, Dakota Kai, I'll put her in the women's pile. Austin Theory, I, I do think should be called up. I think he should go to Raw. And I think LA Knight, you put him on SmackDown. You put that talker on SmackDown. Maybe you put him, uh, you know, maybe he shows up with Miz and Morrison for a little bit. You know, they kind of, they bring him up. They try to take him under his, uh, their wing. You know, you, he immediately fits in with Nakamura. He immediately fits in, um, you know, if he is so so wealthy ahead, you know, and he's able to do that. 
Uh, you you throw him in there as a you know financial benefactor for Baron Corbin. He starts giving Ben and Baron Corbin some money. Now Baron Corbin is not necessarily a henchman, but a you know you got a pairing there. That's a potential tag team. Baron Corbin and L.A. Knight would be good. So I think there's some options there. So L.A. Knight I think should go to SmackDown. Uh, as for the women, uh, Alexa Bliss, I think she should stay. On Raw, makes sense to keep her there. I think she should feud with Charlotte for the title with the Wrestle Spooky type stuff. Um, Aaliyah, I think, technically was drafted, I think. Uh, sure, we'll just put her there. You know, what do you do with Asuka? Do you move her to SmackDown? She could challenge Becky Lynch. She could fight Bianca. Because, fun fact... Um, where is she? Lacey Evans, I'm taking off the board because she hasn't been on the show in a while because she's pregnant. Good for her. Uh, I'd put Mia Yim on the same... I think you keep couples together, so Mia Yim should go on the same show with Keith Lee. Nikki Ash, I think you keep her on Raw. Rhea Ripley, I would move to SmackDown. Oh, did I? Was I saying you switch them? I don't know if I'm still feeling that way. I think at one point, when Becky beat Bianca at SummerSlam... And everyone lost their minds, and I totally understand why they did. I think one of my thoughts was, you draft Becky to Raw. Now, or Bianca to Raw, I'm sorry. You draft Bianca to Raw, now she could fight Charlotte, now she could fight this. But now, I feel like she's got to stay um, to take on Becky Lynch. But I think Rhea Ripley should go. Liv Morgan should get drafted to Raw. Carmella doesn't really matter. Natalia and Tamina... I'm taking Bailey off the board because she's hurt. When she comes back, she can get plugged in anywhere. Uh, Shayna should get drafted. You could redo the Shayna Becky Lynch stuff. Although I would like to see Shayna versus Charlotte. So never mind. Shayna stays. Sasha Banks, if she can ever be trusted to, you know, show up when she needs to show up, she stays on SmackDown. Shotzi and Knox should stick together. I could go into a whole thing on the women's tag titles. I'm not gonna. Shotzi and Knox stay. Tony Storm should stay on SmackDown because they keep teasing that it's Tony time. They need a mid card title, but that's a different story. You could draft Zelina to Raw. Dakota Kai should probably go on Raw. I suggested it while watching Takeover that um, Dakota Kai's hair was so pink she must be going to replace Dewdrop with Eva Marie. So just for fun, we'll have those two on Raw. Um, I think you move Dewdrop to SmackDown, truthfully. You get her away from Eva Marie. Whether you're calling her Dewdrop or you change her back to Piper Niven or you give her a new name entirely, you get that out of there. Uh, Asuka really could go anywhere. She should wrestle everywhere. Um... But if you've got Bianca and Rhea and Sasha and Becky all on one show, Asuka needs to stay on Raw to add some star power to that division. Natty and Tamina technically could go on either show because they're women tag champs. Naomi should go to Raw. Again, some star power there. Actually get a shot to compete. Naomi versus Charlotte would be a great program for a month or two. Nia Jax... I just threw Nia Jax's card in the air. It landed on Raw. I guess she's on Raw. So what have we learned? Uh, we have learned that I wasted 130 index cards. I've made a mess of the bed. 
we have learned that there is probably too much talent. Because even if you take MVP away, five, each of these rosters is 30 or 40 people deep. And that is not necessary. They could do, I mentioned it uh, in a tweet earlier that, you know, between Raw Mondays, NXT Tuesdays, Dynamite Wednesdays, uh, NXT UK Thursdays, I think also Impact is on Thursdays. SmackDown and Rampage is on Fridays. There is literally wrestling on five nights a week, not counting Ring of Honor, not counting whatever New Japan is doing, um, not counting Dark or Main Event. There's so much wrestling, and there are still, like, WWE could build a third quote-unquote brand that isn't developmental, it could be an entire separate show. You've got Raw, you've got SmackDown, you've got NXT, and you've got, you know, insert name here, Great Balls of Fire, the show. Um, and you could build a roster. There is enough talent on my, on this table, let's call it a table, there is enough talent on this table right now that you could have an entirely other show with champions um, and it would work and it would work because NXT has so much top talent uh, that they have to move some of them on um, Pete Dunne doesn't belong there anymore Santos Escobar doesn't belong there anymore uh, Gargano and Ciampa don't belong there anymore um, you know how does Odyssey Jones or Josh Briggs or Cora Jade or Gigi Dolan or whoever these people are. I honestly don't know who they are. I just wrote down names. But how do these people uh, develop? Are we talk- Is this a two- or three-year plan? Are we thinking that Carmelo Hayes is NXT champion in 2024 and we're doing a slow build to that? Maybe that's what they're doing. Um, I don't feel like NXT talents were there that long, but I suppose I could be wrong. You know, there's an entire stack of cruiserweight cards. They could release everyone on that list, including Gargano, including Kushida, including Ricochet, and you would not notice. Because there are so many other names you would not notice if they released this stack of a dozen people. I did not expect this to depress me. And I suppose I'm not depressed. It's just part... Okay, here's, here's my thought. How do you do it? Everyone hates on WWE because they're, they're not utilizing their talents to their potential. Um, they're not necessarily giving fans what they want. They're not working to make people happy. How do you do it with this many people? Somebody out there is a huge Rhea Ripley fan. And yes, she was champion. But unless you keep her in top programs with top talent, probably fighting for titles, that person's going to be disappointed. Some people are, you know, I want Xavier Woods. I thought that segment where he came out dressed like Razor Ramon with the New Day shirt. By the way, if you did not watch that segment and understand that they were selling a new shirt, I have a problem with that. 
if you didn't like the set segment, fine. But they were doing it, A, because Logan Paul was in the audience and WWE wants mainstream appeal, and they were selling a shirt because people can go buy the New Day Rocks shirt, and it's an NWO shirt, and that's some nostalgia, and people like that. And I hope it's the beginning of a Xavier Woods singles push. But how do you do that with this many people? You know, yes, you could do a King of the Ring. You could do a 32-person King of the Ring very easily looking at this table. But how do you push Xavier Woods uh, when everyone's screaming about your... That means Kevin Owens isn't getting pushed. That means Austin Theory is not getting a chance. That means AJ Styles not getting to contend for a top spot if Xavier Woods takes that spot. What about Cesaro? What about Liv Morgan? What about Naomi? What about Mia Yim? What about L.A. Knight? I like to think I'm a decent fantasy booker. Um, as much as I depend on randomness and things. But I don't know. I, I could take one of these, like, you know. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you, unless you're going to, da-da-da-da-da, build in an off-season and have people coming in and out with relative frequency. I don't know how you get all of these people the amount of time they actually need. Like, literally, literally, Shayna Baszler's card is buried because I have so many cards. It's not that I don't like Shayna Baszler. I do. It's just you have so much talent and only so many segments to go through. Heaven help you if you ended the brand split. You'd have to get re- you'd have to release 40 more people if you ended the brand split. It's crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy that you that people are asking the WWE to you know, we want them to write compelling television. We all do. I want them to write compelling television. I want them to tell great stories and have good matches. I realized that this weekend, watching SummerSlam. I have three things I'm looking for when I watch wrestling. Number one, I want uh, good wrestling matches. Number two, I want story progression. Number three, I would like there to be some wrestle silly. If one of those three boxes are checked, I'm happy. So Alexa Bliss defeats Eva Marie, and then we get uh, Dewdrop, a.k.a. Piper Niven, um, kind of taking the robe and moving on. Was it a good match? No. Was there a little bit of Wrestle Silly? Kind of. Was it story progression? Yes. Now Dewdrop seems to be moving on, which is what we wanted. Um... But I don't know how you do that with all of these people. You know, Apollo Crews is a great wrestler. How do you fit him in? When you've got Rollins and Corbin and the Street Profits and Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. And I understand people don't like Jinder Mahal, but you got to do the Roman Usos thing. Now Brock Lesnar's part of it. And I popped. My wife made fun of me for my reaction when Brock's music hit. Didn't expect it at all. Expected Big E. Pleasantly surprised to see uh, Goro Lesnar show up. But, you know, WWE has a uh, ridiculous, almost Sisyphus-like task of trying to get uh, 
you know, they're trying to roll 30 boulders uphill. And at any point, we can look at one of the boulders, and if it's not being pushed up the hill as far as we want it to go or as fast as we want it to go, we take to social media and complain, and the ball starts rolling back down the hill. So, you know, this has shown me that just WWE, no wonder they might want to sell. No wonder they might want to sell this is an almost impossible task to have this much talent and try to figure out a way to utilize them all uh, to the best of their ability. Because if they put Sheamus and Cesaro together, if they reformed the bar tonight on Raw, I'll release this today. I was going to wait a bit, but I'm not going to. If they if they reformed the bar tonight, Cesaro moved over, they reformed the bar, they took out RK-Bro after defeating uh, AJ and Omos. You'd have people who loved it. You'd have people who'd be like, Cesaro deserves better. Why are they putting him with Sheamus again? Cesaro deserves a singles push. And then there would be people like, you're burying Matt Riddle. Or, you didn't give AJ a chance. He's now an afterthought. I'm frustrated uh, with just writing their names on index cards and trying to put them out let alone trying to provide TV that pleases fans and the talents and the management and sponsors and networks and Peacock and investors. How do you do it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You either release a whole bunch of people or you build in an off season or you decide we are going to focus our stories around these 24 people and everyone else is just going to get a lovely meal at catering. That's how it has to work. So let me know if you have a solution because unless you're going to have Six-hour shows. I don't know how you do it with this roster. You know, even NXT. How do you, how do you get Odyssey Jones over, and still do all the things with all the other talents? I don't know how you do it. So, this is not what I expected this episode to be. I figured we'd have some fun doing some fantasy booking, and it quickly became overwhelming. And I hope you have at least some appreciation of what, uh, you know, what it must be like to have to write television. Could WWE do better? Of course. I want them to do better. We need them to do better. Um, but I can see how it's difficult. Looking at this right now, I can see how it's difficult. Uh, but yeah, let me know. Let's have a conversation about it. How would you do it? How would, you, how would you write weekly television that gets, you know, how do you make people happy? How do you do it? How do you get the Viking Raiders over and Finn Balor time and, you know, also make sure you're telling a story with Keith Lee so people don't complain and anyways... 
Anyways, anyways, uh, despite the fact that this was frustrating and overwhelming and slightly disheartening at the same time, it was fun. And my arm is tired because I've been holding this MacBook up uh, for like 10 minutes, sitting back and just kind of waxing about how ridiculous this is. So I'm going to put it down before I drop it. Uh, my name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Again, let's have a conversation. Make sure you listen to New Age Insiders. I should have probably said that at the beginning, but whenever you do listen to this, uh, let's have a conversation. Uh, I'll see you. Uh, tune in tomorrow where we actually do some booking. We're going to do, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a roller coaster of, a, of an episode tomorrow too, actually. I'll, I'll let you hear that story tomorrow, but tomorrow's a roller coaster of an episode. Um, I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.